Andrew Tate. Let's talk about it. And with that, welcome everybody to the Friday Night Podcast for Friday, August 19th, 2022. I'm still in Istanbul. This will be my last week. I'm returning on Monday back to my home country of Germany. And I feel like talking about Andrew Tate because why not? Why not? I've been I've been watching him for uh you know, I've been watching clips of him. Uh, one video here, one video there. And I think he's a very interesting character. I've been like I guess watching some of the, some of his stuff for the past like couple of months. And uh, he's a a person surrounded with a lot of controversy, you know, a lot of people throwing accusations at him. But he does have a huge fan base too. And um, I just kind of want to give my take on Tate. That's right. So, Andrew Tate. uh, Overall... I don't think he's a bad dude. No. I think he's... Do I think he's playing a character? Do I think he's playing up the comedy for entertainment purposes? Absolutely. Um, Do I think he's purposefully saying outrageous shit to uh, get a reaction out of people? Absolutely. That's actually kind of what this podcast once was in the beginning when I started off doing this podcast, I wasn't serious at all, um, so I, I think that that's kind of what he's doing, just, and it's entertaining, and he's funny, you know, he does edgy comedy, and if you're not into that, well, you, you go and get your feelings hurt, and, uh, you probably shouldn't watch him then, I guess, but, um, I think a lot of the things that he does talk about, it's actually, um, it's true. Like, for instance, when he says, um, that, and this is what I found, I have to say, you know, when, when I know it all of a sudden, every single time you, you like talk about, I don't know, I guess criticize a woman nowadays, you're labeled a misogynist, which is. That, that's just not right. Uh, it shouldn't... Open dialogue should be uh, the go-to uh, option. Um, but... So basically what I found here in uh, Turkey... And this is what I've really realized is that women here just have more class because they are more traditional. Uh, you know, when you have someone believing in something... Uh, that is much greater than they are, such as a higher power like God, you will see them um, under a different light, but you will also see them behave uh, like they're not the most important thing in the world. You know? And I think that is... um, Something that, I mean, you can see in the Western world, atheism keeps on gaining more and more popularity. I mean, it might decrease now. I don't know. 
I don't exactly know, but the trend, generally speaking, has been, oh, you believe in God? You're this stupid? Really? You still believe in God? And all the, this sort of stuff. Um, the critique has usually always been at, at, the, at Christianity, uh, because the Western world was usually, uh, for so long, dominated by Christianity, and not really by Islam. Um, but there's always still been this critique of uh you know the western uh so sorry um against religion in general and if you if you go to say turkey which i think turkey has like the best balance uh when it comes to religion and state coexisting you know like the government of Turkey doesn't enforce uh, certain, like basically, how should I say this? Saudi Arabia, that, that's a very strict Muslim country, right? That, that, that has very strong and strict regulations. Um, also on uh, women. Uh, which I agree with, uh, but I, I, I don't think Turkey has that, no. I think most of um, students actually in, Turk, in Turkish universities, I believe most of them are female. And they're really uh, moving forward and doing amazing things here. And, uh, but it's just that the, because of the culture, because of Eastern culture in general, we don't just have to talk about Turkey. We can also talk about, um, China or Japan or, you know, Korea in general. There's just more of a, uh, proudness, pride, pride, I guess, not that kind of pride, <laughs> uh, not the Western pride, pride month thing. No, um, that there's a pride in your culture in your religion, in your belief system, in your family, gen, gen, like genuine values that have meaning and substance. And I, I, that's something that I've really been missing in the Western world. I, I think that's very unfortunate. Um, but that, that, you know, when basically my point is also going back to the whole, um, women with with class thing this also by the way applies to men um men and women in the eastern world will be a lot more monogamous you know and when i say monogamous i don't just mean while you're in the relationship being with one person i mean in general looking only for your entire life looking for the one for, 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 for the for the one you know um, not having like oh yeah ten or five or even three or two relationships before no you're only looking for the one now of course if it doesn't work out but you gotta really work you know up to that point um, and also when it comes to uh, you know losing your virginity a lot of them only after marriage and that right there is class. You, you are 
of a lot more value you are, are worth more because you are making yourself as exclusive as possible to one person for your entire life right so naturally and I don't think this should be controversial and I don't even know whether this is controversial but naturally basically what Andrew Tate would say is that a woman who's a virgin at the age of 25 has more value to her than a woman who is also 25 years old but has slept with 100 guys that woman was hasn't slept with anybody yet has more value to her i mean how do we measure value well i mean she'll be more attractive on the dating market when a man is looking for his future wife he'll be much more attracted to the woman who still hasn't given up her virginity yet to anybody rather than the woman who has slept with a hundred guys and uh yeah that realization that western women they they have that realization unfortunately way too late when they've already done all these things and then they they regret their mistakes and they're like, oh no, what have I done? I shouldn't have done all these things. And then it's too late and then they don't have anybody. Then they're single into their 40s and 50s and they just cannot find the right man anymore because they messed it up early on. And it's it really goes back to, you know, if you don't believe in anything, if you don't believe in uh, religious values, I mean, Christianity has that too. But that one is also very much so dying out. Um, the core values, you know. I, I, I just think that's really unfortunate that, um, that, that that's what's happening. But uh, yeah, so basically those are the things that Andrew Tate would talk about. And I mean, you know, yeah, he, do, he does say some things where I'm like, no, I don't agree with that. Um, but like I say, he's playing a character, he's exaggerating things sometimes, uh, often, quite often. Uh, but if you get the core uh, ass essence of what he's saying, then I think you wouldn't find him to be that unreasonable. Uh, also, I have to um, stress this from the things that I have seen of him, alright? I have not seen all of the things that he's ever talked about and all the opinions of him i don't know all of that all right i'm just talking about the little bits and pieces that i've seen him talk about and out of those i don't really see the whole misogynist accusation uh, having uh, accusations having any real merit to them because i don't think he is that to be honest so yeah also you you just need to respect that he's coming from a different culture right he's romanian i believe he was born in america but he then went to romania but always speaks english or something like that. i don't know see i don't even exactly know his story uh but but i think he's um i mean i once saw this thing of um and this was really amazing like i don't know any celebrity or anybody who would do this Really, uh, a fan wrote in and uh, he said, 
that uh, he had a, you know, he drove on his bike, he had a crash, and then he, and he might be paralyzed for the rest of his life. Uh, so he's gonna have to go get into treatment, and uh, basically, he needs. He's asking Andrew Tate for like um, psychological help and all that sort of stuff, and Andrew Tate just said, um, "Yeah, hit us up, check, you know, verify whether that story is true, and uh, we'll pay for your treatment and we'll help you out." That's amazing. Just a, a complete stranger wrote in, and he, he's like, "Yeah, all right, I'll help you." This guy is not family. This is not his brother writing in or mother or whatever. This is a random fan writing in a story, and this man's like, "Yep, we'll, we'll pay for your surgery, treatment, all that." Might cost like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I don't know. That I think is incredible, you know, and uh, people just choose to ignore the good things that you see about a person, but then they only tend to pick out the negative parts instead of just. That's a problem with society in general, also with the whole cancel culture thing. Just looking for the negatives in a person, I think that's a very, very bad character trait. You should look for the positive things and support the positive things. And if there's some things that you even strongly disagree disagree with, then be like, alright, I totally do not agree with him on this one, but I can still respect him as a human being, you know? And I think that is completely lost. And uh, even when a person has even, even just made one mistake in his entire life, that mistake will all of a sudden, on social media, with the whole cancel culture thing, that one mistake will all of a sudden define his entire personality and people will paint him in a certain way, um... And uh, just throw all kinds of horrible words at him. That that's how it goes. It's not right. It's not right. And uh, yeah, so that's basically how I look at him. Also, I saw this other video. Uh, it was uh, just a f th this guy was walking around in New York, right in New York. Uh, was in New York City. I don't know where exactly, but it was in New York, and he was basically just asking New Yorkers for their opinion of on Andrew Tate. All right, and then there was this one guy who said uh, he was like one of the one of the very few who had anything positive to say about Andrew Tate. He said that he was speaking facts, right? Uh, that he really liked him. And then he said. Um, <laughs> that uh, he has like a. That Andrew Tate has like a Bugatti Chiron. Right. Three million dollar car. And then he also wants his own car. And he said. Oh, yeah, I don't need anything special. A Honda S2000 will also do. Something like that. And Andrew Tate basically reposted this on his Instagram. He said. Alright find me this person. Uh, and I believe he did find him. This person must have hit him up, hit, you know, hit him up on Instagram. 
And I reckon he, he bought him that car. Uh, I don't think he's that kind of... I don't know. You know? I mean, of course. Do I know he gave him that car? No, I don't. Uh, but if those things are true, that he gives people uh, certain resources or helps them out, I think that is incredibly... Uh, that is amazing, really. And that should be um, cherished, praised. Uh, and I don't... Like I said, I don't see how that is not then all of a sudden uh, praised on Twitter. No, of course not. No, no, no. It's only always the bad stuff. But anyways, that's that's all I have to say about Andrew Tate. Um, like I said, you know, the, out of the things that I've seen from him. Anyways, let's move on to... Uh, I don't know what else. Oh, yeah. Today, I was, for the first time, I was uh, in the pool at the hotel outdoors. Now, I've been indoors in the pool quite a few times, actually. But for the first time outdoors. Uh, it, yeah, and it was kind of cool. <laughs> the reason why I didn't want to go outdoors was because I kind of enjoyed being, you know, swimming alone. Because the thing is about this pool, about both pools... They're not very big. And when you're in a pool that's not very big, you don't want a lot of people in there because you can barely swim, you can barely move. So so that's kind of sucks then, right? So first thing, first things first in the morning, I, I was like, all right, bang, at 10 a.m., which is when it opened. Uh, I was there, the first one, and then a couple of people came afterwards. But, 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 but it was fine. But anyways, I was talking to this one uh, gentleman from Libya, um, we were talking English, right? Uh, I reckon he was like 35, 40 years old. Um, and we were having a couple of conversations with one another. You know, doing a little bit of small talk. And, uh, I said that, uh, you know, I was, I live in Germany. I'm from Germany and I'm half Turkish and half Moroccan. And he said uh, his father is Turkish. And, uh, you know, I said that I'm, a, you know, uh, studying at a university to become a teacher. He said he, that he's a pharmacist. Um, kind of cool, actually. I didn't really think of Libya like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean there's so, the world is so big and... Just one country has so much to offer in general, right? Like even if you say, I don't know, go to, I don't know, Istanbul, Turkey, you you basically haven't seen anything of Istanbul even, right? Uh, so, yeah. Um, and uh, what else did we talk about? I, I don't know. While I'm on vacation, I don't really feel like doing these long... <laughs> podcast very long the fact that i'm doing one anyways is mind-blowing uh but let me think oh yeah for some reason he kept saying like berlin i don't know whether he was he was talking about a about a city or 
town in Libya, Berlin. I don't know when he was talking about Berlin, like Germany, but I kind of assumed that at the end. Uh, and I said, no, I don't live in Berlin. <laughs> maybe he just thought that that was the only country, uh, the only place in Germany, or maybe he didn't quite understand what I was talking. Basically, his English wasn't very good. Uh, it was um, kind of difficult to communicate. But I liked, I, I liked him still. He was a cool guy. Um, yeah, he was a cool guy. And uh, what else? Oh yeah, right. He said that uh, Libyans have difficulty getting into Morocco. Like I believe the visa f for Morocco, it's it's difficult for people from Libya, Libya, <laughs> from Libya to apply. Um, or to to get one. I mean, and I I guess maybe that's because a lot of like people from Morocco uh, seek refuge. And, and go to um, Europe through Gibraltar, I guess. And then into Spain, of course, and then you're in Europe. So maybe maybe that's the reason why it's difficult for people from Libya to get a visa to Morocco. I think that's what he was saying. So th that's interesting. Uh, he said that a lot of people from Libya go to Algeria, though. Uh, which is, uh, you know, it's nice there. He said that in Libya, I asked him that, how, how hot does it get there? He said around 35, he said like 40 degrees. Which is like, damn, that's pretty hot. It's exactly what I expected, though. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I don't know. Should I talk about anything else? Did anything else happen? I mean, I took 19,000 steps yesterday. Which, one day, I, I finally want to do 100,000 steps. That would be amazing if I, could, if I could do that one day. But since... Uh, and I've calculated that basically... That's 100 kilometers. So I would have to walk... For a hundred kilometers in one day, which is, that's a lot of walking. That is a lot of walking. Um, but the thing is, I don't want to do that on a, on a treadmill because the treadmill, that, that is honestly making me feel dizzy. Now, I was on the treadmill a couple of times here in the gym and uh, it's weird. Like when you're done, just like my head is turning. It's like, oh my God, this feels so weird. And my legs... It's like, it's just wrong. Because it's not a natural thing. It's not like walking from point A to point B. You're still in the exact same point, in the exact same spot, doing the exact same movement, doing the walking motion. I guess maybe your brain or what is irritated or your body because you're not actually making any progress in terms of uh, spatial distance. Uh, so... I don't know, the, the treadmill is kind of weird. And I definitely would never ever want to walk 100 kilometers on a treadmill. The most I've ever done, I believe, was what, what three? Three kilometers? Yeah, yeah, just, just walk like properly. I don't know, walk from... Um, I don't know, what's 100 kilometers? 
walk from Frankfurt to Stuttgart. Is that 100 kilometers? Maybe. Maybe. Actually, let me look this up. Right? Since I have Google Maps. Uh, Frankfurt. Let's, let's see. Frankfurt. Stuttgart. What we got? Two hour and thirty. Oh snap! That's two hundred and four kilometers. Apparently, really that long? I did not know that. That would be an awesome drive on the autobahn, right? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Honestly, but apparently they're trying to uh, get rid of the speed limit in Germany. Yeah, which which really that sucks. I, like I've literally just gotten my driver's license, right? And now you're taking the uh, German freedom away. <laughs> yeah, of basically for those of you who don't know, Germany is currently the only country, still the only country, where you can literally drive as fast as you want, legally, on the German autobahn now. Sometimes on the German autobahn, not always. All right, there are areas where it's limited to 80 kilometers an hour, or 100 kilometers an hour, or 120, or 130. Those are the usual uh, speed limits here. Uh, sorry, I have to say there because I'm currently not in Germany. Uh, but yeah, they're talking about a 100 kilometer an hour speed limit, and I'm just like. That's a terrible idea. The reason why I think it's a terrible idea to have a speed limit, to have a national, region-wide uh, speed limit, nationwide, there you go, that's the term, nationwide uh, speed limit in um, Germany is because you have trucks driving around 80 kilometers an hour now that's the legal speed, but a lot of truck drivers don't actually, uh, you know, they're not actually uh, driving 80, they're driving 90, 100, some of them even faster than that. So basically my point is the autobahn would be completely filled and traffic would barely move forward. Uh, and it would all be very slow overtaking a truck Legally, you know what you learn in driving school is you should only really do that with a 20 kilometer kilometer an hour speed difference At, at minimum, you know the minimum so if, if the truck is driving 80 kilometers an hour you can in a 100 kilometer an hour uh, zone, right? You could only drive 100 kilometers an hour. What if he drives 90 kilometers an hour? It'll all be stuck. That's the, the point of it. It won't really move forward. And if you're so worried about uh, fuel consumption, well, j then just drive slowly, right? Just drive slowly. Drive 80 kilometers an hour in sixth gear. Do that. Do that. Nobody's stopping you. The 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 fact that there's a, a you know just because there's a uh, an unlimited you know the 
that there's unlimited speed areas in Germany doesn't mean that you have to drive as fast as your car can go. That is stupid moronic thinking. If your car can do 250, you don't do 250 just because your car could do it. No, you only do 250 if it's allowed and if you want to do it, if you feel and if you also feel that it's safe to do that, if you feel comfortable doing that in that current place. All right. But you don't do 250 just because your car can do 250. That that is absolute nonsense. So nobody's stopping you from driving your car in an economical way. Also, there will be people pushing and really just nagging at just being really freaking real assholes. Um, just really uh, pushing you in the back, right? Like tailgating you and uh, annoying you basically for whatever reason. Because they clearly are so damn stupid. In their BMWs, of course, they will do that, right? Ah, BMW drivers on the Autobahn, I, I don't like them at all. Or Mercedes drivers, they're also bad. But BMW drivers, I think, are even worse. Yeah. They, they don't use indicators. Same thing with Mercedes kind of drivers. Um, now, I know that's, of course, a very general way of talking I, i'm not literally talking about every single mercedes and bmw driver no 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 of course not but i'm talking about the typical stereotype of the bmw and mercedes driver like for instance with the um with the, the bmw that would be like the m2 the m3 the m4 there's an m5 as well right yeah i'm not too well versed with um bmw to be to be honest uh, they, they'll be tailgating you and not use any indicators and really be, just be douchebags and uh, It'll be a young man in the car. That's just how it is, you know, and they're, they're trying to flex and be like, oh, look at me And I'm, that's the thing about me. Like I, I hate the look of BMWs. So I just be like Dude, you're trying to like be arrogant and you're trying to show off and, and be like, oh, look at my car Your car is shit and I'd just be thinking like I fucking hate how your car looks. Your car looks trash. I hate it. And I, I am so not jealous of you at all. As a matter of fact, I pity you. I pity you even more so that you think that you're so hot driving that stupid ass BMW. Yeah, I'm not a BMW fan, if you can, if you can tell. But I got to tell you, I think that some of their models, like their cars are... BMW's cars are not as ugly as they once were. They're now making uh, better looking cars. They're still not good looking. They're still not good looking. Well, actually, if you look at some of their convertibles, like the, what's it called? The Z8, I believe. Or is it the M8 convertible? Or the new Z4, I believe. There's some decent looking BMWs like, where I'm like, you know what? I quite like the look of that one, you know? It's interesting uh, the, some, how some of these cars are shifting. Uh, uh, the technology is moving along. and uh, But with these electric cars, man, I really hope... Man, I'm not exactly 
are looking forward to uh, all these electric cars coming out. Now, I don't have anything against electric cars. Actually, I do. Um, I don't like them. No, I hate the fact that they don't have any sound. And I just... Because it's not... I don't know. As a car enthusiast myself, I love the sound of it, of, of an engine. The naturally aspirated sound of an engine. But even if you like put in speakers for an electric car, that's fake. It's completely fake. It's not the natural sound that gets the car going. That makes it go. Uh, so that's just... Ah, that bugs me. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, let's be honest. You know, petrol cars, they'll still be around for for some more time, right? Sometimes. They'll, they'll still be around for some time. Uh, another, what, 10, 20, 30 years. Um, but it's just sad to me uh, just seeing these new cars. Like, imagine seeing a an electric ferrari that doesn't make any sound that's the saddest thing ever the marquee sound of a v8 ferrari engine is completely gone then honestly and it's and the thing is and and christian from uh Koenigsegg, right the founder of the swedish car manufacturer brand Koenigsegg, has said that if electric hyper cars come out well i mean surely they couldn't be that expensive like it, it, there's just nothing warrants an electric car to then cost hundreds of thousands of bucks because that um dry <laughs> no pun intended that um, car enthusiasts feel uh, when it comes to a hypercar, when it comes to an exciting, fast sports car, or whatever, it's gone because the sound of the engine is is usually what makes a car so expensive. Often, right? Like if a Lamborghini Aventador. only had a four-cylinder engine was like the EcoBoost Ford Mustang. If it sounded like the EcoBoost Ford Mustang, it would be a an incredibly worthless car. Because it's like, why don't you just buy the old one? And why don't you just not buy this car for 500000 Because it would not be worth 500000 That car would only be worth like... I don't know, 130,000 because it's a Lamborghini still. They would probably still price it at like 200k or maybe even 400k cuz that's crazy, but it wouldn't really sell. It it wouldn't be really be that popular. It would be ridiculed in the car society. So I don't know, it's so many things it, hmm, <laughs> whatever. I could I could go on about this. For so long but quite frankly i just want to finish off the podcast now because i want to enjoy my vacation right next week i'll be in germany i'll be watching movies i'll be editing videos i'll be watching tv shows better call soul season six once 
uh, only murders in the building season two um there's a there's a bunch of stuff to watch the boys i still haven't seen yet and i quite want to finally start it start watching it so yeah anyways hope you all enjoyed the podcast everybody please stay safe take care and wear a condom